0: Hi, everyone. It's Peter Westerby for Pete's podcast on community development. And I'm here on Jinnabara Country Milani, in our second conversation with Dr. Jacques Boulay. And um, it's just beautiful to be here with you on this important conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind our readers, you know, this is unsponsored, unfunded. It's a joyful um, manifestation of the gift economy, we could say, Jacques. Um, yes, certainly. And I appreciate that. So, so mm-hmm. we're here and, and I, you know, hopefully readers will have listened to our first 20 minutes and we really finished that uh, conversation coming to the question of how do we, what's a new story that's needed for the economy and. How do we make a caring economy? And, you know, as I was thinking about that Jacques and how I characterize um, the visible economy because I think in that diverse economies tradition, there are many economies and the visible economy is, I would say it's a story of extractivism. It's extracting always. Um, and yet there's these other hidden economies of gifting and, you know, domestic reproductive care. Um, so, th- so that's where my mind goes, but you're the guest and I'm curious, like, what is this new story we need and, and what is a caring economy?
1: Hmm. Well, talking about new stories, I am just reading the book, uh, quite, it has arrived with a real bang. Of David the late David Graeber and David Wengro, which is titled The Dawn of Everything. A the new dawn. story or a new The Dawn of Everything. Uh, ah. And the subtitle, A New History of Humanity. And I think that it's a very the title itself sort of almost would shock people, you know, a New History of you could either think about it as pretentious, or you can think about it uh, you know, humanity or, or, or the human or what, what is it that they really talk about? What they do is uh, they really try to re retell the story of how we have become what we are now and the way we are now living in our relational reality, which we have created as humanity over the last, let's say 100,000 years. And it's a lot of, of of sort of basic understandings and assumptions which usually go in that story. And that story is usually told that we have evolved from being uh, hunter-gatherers, and then we invented agriculture, and then we became settled, and then we became big city people, industrial people, all of that. And what we particularly also became, of course, was more and more aware of the importance and the primacy of the individual uh, who has, who is the only unit or entity which has real agency? So that's sort of like how, particularly in our modernist ways of thinking about ourselves, how we have come to believe that, that, that our existence is about. Yeah. And for those, for those of us who have been doing things about community, we too often say, well, the community is one of the victims of that process. You know, it was the hunter-gatherers and the, the, the primitive ones who really lived community, needed it, were dependent on it. Whereas we now sort of like have become independent of community or so we think. So it's a just a really, really important book and people like Chomsky and Solnit and Bregman, all my favorite, they have raving, raving accounts of it and reviews of it. So. Well, the, what it really confirms for me is where we ended our last meeting uh, and that is that we do need a new story and what those authors actually offer us is the the elements of the new story I think so uh, rethinking community and and what we have lost in that process of becoming or of evolving uh, is for me really and, and therefore also looking critically at how we think about us as individuals, as uh, units within the relational reality of, uh, of our existence with other humans and with what surrounds us as, a, you know, as an ecology, as, as I said last time, as our oikos, our home, our household. How can we rethink that and move a little bit away from the solitary idea that it is the market relationship, which which mainly decides how we we are to live and how we are to survive. So what I'm really trying to rethink is uh, how can we better understand our relating with one another, with ourselves and with what surrounds us. And think about that in caring terms. And I understand caring not so much as a moral thing, but as the kind of way, it, it's a condition of living, as Piu de la Casa says, it's the condition of our living. Uh, that means we honest, have come to understand care as a bit of a moralistic kind of, 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 of undertaking, particularly in an individualistic society where you care particularly about yourself primarily that's the first person and too many times the last person we think of when we do things like what we have referred to as self-care so how can we start thinking around caring as a condition of living Mm. rather than a more, which is a very different kind of way of thinking about it i think sorry i interrupted you
0: No, no, I was agreeing. Yeah, when I hear the word caring, I'm I'm thinking moral. I'm thinking emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, empathy. I'm thinking how the you know the powerful look after the less powerful. um, Yeah, like that kind of. But but I think you're 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 characterizing it quite differently. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, It is it is a condition of survival rather than a moral obligation. If we don't care, we'll be gone. <laughs> it reminds so me, So
0: I, I love sometimes <laughs> listening to the poet David White. And um, yeah. he, he, said, he said once in one of his lectures, or, or, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch.
1: Mm-hmm. And, right.
0: and, you know, it's there true. Isn't. Because, mm-hmm. you know, these conditions you talk about, this community, and people creating food and nature if nothing's for free yeah
1: that's right absolutely and so as relating uh, that we are primarily as i said last time as well relating is our basic condition of living and once we start to forget that i figure that we have made the first step towards Uh, It's the destruction of our livability, to the the, the structure of our existence, the the destruction of our our ways of being, uh, continuing to constantly think about the need for independence, for autonomy, without also understanding that we can't be autonomous unless we are living in an interdependence which sustains that autonomy. So the reciprocity, which needs to be occurring uh, for us to live as as an autonomous individual being. So those two things, they so dexterously belong together, interdependence and autonomy, and they both are necessary and therefore conditions of our survival. Uh, And I think that that is what meanwhile also zoology, botany, Ecology, ecology, that all of those disciplines have now more and more started to converge on that uh, unless we understand the dialectic and the necessity of the the dual presence of interdependence and autonomy, uh, that means autonomy for us to contribute to the interdependence. And interdependence for us to just be able to be autonomous beings. So that sort of is a probably philosophical and uh, very wordy kind of a start to my reflections on community and care and how they should be thought together. So so, so if, if,
0: if yeah, if this idea of a caring economy is part mm-hmm. of the new story of you yeah. know. And and yet the context is this hyper individual extractivist transactional autonomy. Like, like where do you see there are signs of this new story emerging in practice? I mean, practice Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. being um, something we do in our daily life, but also collective practices of experimental alternatives, yeah like do you do you see signs of this new story in practice
1: there certainly are lots of signs i would say and f- first of all starting with a big convergence of the different disciplines uh, which uh, are all pointing in that same direction there's quantum philosophy there's new dis- discoveries in um, neurobiology uh, there's new discoveries in uh, bot- botany zoology all of that they all really, really point at that interdependence, uh, at that the, the the unthinkability and the unpracticability of isolated life, of life being atomistic and not ongoingly interconnected. Yep. So that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, that in a lot of of uh, ways of thinking about. Uh, our survival for example, think about the post-growth uh, trajectory, the post-growth uh, movement if you want, the, the movement towards uh, simplicity. They all actually revert back to an understanding of the need to reintroduce a, a form of relating with ourselves and with what surrounds us which is reciprocal which therefore is understood, as you said before, as a gift relationship, uh, which is understood as a condition of survival. We often talk about sustainability. I think about sustainability and not just I, but I think we start to think about sustainability as the ability to sustain. Now, that is actually begging a double question. On the one hand, how able are we to sustain and sustaining is a caring relationship itself the word sustain assumes caring secondly what is it that we need to sustain what is it that uh, is it just keeping a, a, a sort of a bird in a cage or is it really allowing the bird the freedom to be a bird and my contribution to that freedom is letting being free Mm. rather than captivating it rather than exploiting it rather for my purposes. So that concept of sustainability already points in the direction that we need to deal with it in terms of reflecting on our ability to engage in that caring relationship we call sustaining. Mm. So therefore when we think about the development of community as you know I prefer that to community development because it actually puts the active the act the act of developing first and that is that how can we develop the relationship which we refer to as community community as you also know derives from I mean I think I said that last time as well uh, communus that means the gift exchange which also comes with obligation yes so you give and you yeah. are we did didn't we and so that in itself is also an implicit reference to a caring relationship so can i the... can i come
0: to this this thing yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know yeah. you and i have known each other for many years and I'm always conscious of community development. And then, yes, Jacques prefers development of community. And because we're, we're, what we're really suggesting here is to create a new story around economies, economic sustainability. Mm-hmm. We can't be individual actors. We need to be actors no. as interdependent, Networks of right. of people in relationship, and this is yeah. whereas, and this is a community function, and yet we are so de-skilled in this yeah. kind of relationality. Uh, and I often That's say right. that to people: we've been de-skilled in cooperation, we've been we de-skilled we in um, that that trust, obligation, gift relationship.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Particularly if you talk about trust, for example, where do we locate the capability to trust somewhere in the psychology of the person? Why don't you trust me? Kind of question we often ask. Uh, well, because of the fact that the relationship is not trustworthy. Correct. So, how can we move into a community relationship which is a relationship which is worthy of trust? That means, therefore, our primary, our first attention needs to be looking at the quality of the relating rather than the psychological kind of way in which a particular person in a lifetime has learned to not trusting in whatever it is that is being offered or that is being, so again, it's also part of the way in which we have become so individualistic and enclosing and ourselves. Into around our own selves rather than trusting into the relating space. So, I wanted to actually say a couple of things how what it is that with community and community care we need to address. We need to address how, both in the community services and community work and social work areas and welfare work, how there has been a systematic and violent move away. from from capitalizing on the caring capability of people by the marketizing and the privatization of many of these organizations who are still referred to as caring, uh, caring organizations, like welfare organizations and so on. See, with the marketization of it, particularly in things like NDIS, that has robbed a lot of living communities from the capabilities they had to care for one another. It's now commercialized, it's privatized, and in so many ways, it doesn't work. So just for
0: for the international listeners, NDIS is our kind of social insurance program for people living with disabilities, Yeah.
1: yeah. That's right, and it has become installed something like five, six, seven years ago. Uh, the uh, governments was warned to not actually eliminate all the volunteering which goes on, caring volunteering which goes on in the community, in our communities, in families and all of that. Feminism has been talking about uh, the way in which we just should not undermine the caring capabilities of families and of extended families and all of that. And many of the innovations which we come up with in our welfare programs or in our community service programs, they utterly undermine and, 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 you know, just think simply about neighbors helping one another to get to medical appointments, offering their, their, their help. Now you call Uber to get you there and NDIS pays you for it or pays the Uber for it. So you see, whilst I'm not saying the is bad and shouldn't be there, it should actually have come out as a complement to the uh, ways in which communities are able to care for one another. Yes, it's, their it's, own capabilities. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think this is a classic case where the transactional economy. Colonizes the caring economy yep. and the yep, unintended consequence. And I, I work in the space of palliative care, you know, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very similar, Jacques. Like we're trying to yep. actually build a compassionate neighbors model mm-hmm. and revitalize mm-hmm. communities' involvement in people's end yep. of life grief rather than mm-hmm. it all being a professional kind of paid mm-hmm. practice. So yes. Yeah, I think that's a really we're coming to our end. It's 20 minutes shut. Oh. So
1: oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yes. But I think that's good because that story of the NDIS is a very concrete example of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, 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 the unintended consequence of government policy um that's can correct. destroy. Yes. And it. I'm
1: not sure whether it was not yeah, and I'm not sure uh, Peter whether it was not intended. Because we are living, after all, in, uh, where capitalism has taken a form of, of a radical form of uh, economic rationalism and neoliberalism, and I'm fairly certain that there was that was part of the intention to commercialize and marketize a lot of those activities, and therefore, like there have been many many other human capabilities that have taken them. And marketize them and uh, basically economize them, rather than make them, let them happen and support them and protect them, uh, support them materially or with whatever legally whatever the thing was uh, would have been. But rather than basically come up with a model which then replaces the 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 ongoing the ongoingness of care which we should have for one another and for what surrounds us finally we need to start asking even now what how is it that the earth that earth mother earth wants us to live with her now that is a caring question rather than an extractive question yeah well that, that's that's good question
0: good question to finish mm-hmm. with um, mm-hmm. and maybe we can consider how that transitions to our third conversation. So Jacques, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we could have gone a lot further, you know, the, yes. the, you, As you know, the usual, well, you know, you started to, to talk about the way disciplines are re, the revealing new story, the degrowth mm-hmm. sustainability movements, and, and really, I'm, I, I would really love to again come back to what are stories of communities that are actually experimenting with this caring economy. Mm-hmm. and Maybe we could mm-hmm. do that in the third episode. So yeah. Yeah. thank yeah. you so much um, for your time, your wisdom, and um, I will put the name of the book in the, um, that you've been <laughs> reading in the information about this podcast. And um yeah, it's
1: an Alan Alan lane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it in my bookshop. My local bookshop Mm -hmm. owner has already suggested to me I buy it. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Um when your bookshop owner knows Mm -hmm. what you should read, you you know you're in a good relationship. (laughs) Okay.
1: That's right.
0: Um well you take care, Jax.